0: And husbands, we know a lot of times that the wife begins to look for something and can't find it, and it's usually in front of them also. Well, we know that's not the truth because you know the women can find what we can't. It's so true. I won't, I won't go into that because I have asked some things sometimes, where is this at? And she says, it's in the laundry room. I said, I've been there 12 times. It's not there. And she walks in there and says, here. And then I don't say nothing. I just do and go to work. So we've all done that. We've all looked for our phones and they'd be in our hands. We've all looked for our glasses and they'd be on our heads. And there's things in this life that we've all searched for. And they've been right there close to us. And we cannot understand why we missed that. Dealing with hunting. They have today in this world, they have come across binoculars that can see far, far away. Man, we can take the binoculars and look across the fields and see the deer. We can take... Um, night vision goggles the military has for this time, and and they can see stuff in the night. They can see things that to to give their vision a lot better. They have uh, telescopes that can look into the sky and, and see the stars far away. And and they can think there's things that man has created and that things that that we have developed that we are able to see. Doctors have created MRIs that they can see the body better. They can can explore the body and see things going on in the mind and in the body that they used to not be able to do. They used to not be able to see these things, but over time, they took the time to find these things and God gave them the knowledge to build these machines to be able to see what they need to see. But however they do and whatever they make and whatever they create, there is something they cannot do. They cannot find something that can see into the spiritual realm. We have somebody that can see into the spiritual realm and His name is Jesus Christ. I tell you today, if you have a problem in your life, if you have something going on and you don't know what's going on and you don't understand why it's I tell you, if you'll turn to Jesus, He'll help you see things a little bit clearly. And you say, hey, how can I see? And how am I able to see? Well, the first thing that we need today is we have to have a need. We need a need. Jesus cannot work without a need. Why is that? Because He needs nothing. He has all things. So if He needs to do something, He has to have something to do. So you say, why my problems are coming about? Why do I have this? And why do I have that? Just stop and think that Jesus needs your need. He needs you to have a problem so he can come help you fix that problem. A lot of times, us as Christians, we get frustrated of what's going on in our lives and we don't understand, hey, why does this happen? Why do we need this? Because God is trying to help us to say, let me help you and let me take this by my hand and work it. Because there's things we can't see. There's things we don't know. There's things that, there's, there's ways that His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. God needs us to have a problem so He can fix it. The only problem is that we allow the devil to begin to speak to us, to talk us out about bringing that problem to Him. He says, why don't you fix that problem? Why don't you take this upon yourself and allow yourself because you're smart. You have a degree. You can fix this. You have the money. You don't need nothing or nobody. That's the trick of the devil to put us into a place where we don't need God, but everyone is sitting under my sound of my voice. We need God to help us with every situation that we have in this day and time. This world has so many problems that I've not I've been able to imagine what my kids go through and what your kids are going, going to go through we need to always say God I don't understand what's going on I don't understand why I'm walking this way but I know you're the God of the unseen you don't know what's going on I don't know what's going on but you know what's going on and I've got to trust you how should we ask God to take care of this problem and why So we need to get the problem out of ourselves. And we need to stop trying to fix it and start believing in God. A God that His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our ways. How He does and how He sees the problem that needs to take place. What's what's the key, Brother Hewlin? Well, number two is we have to have faith in God. God's multiplications is not our multiplications. The way He works things out, it's not the way we work things out. We try to fix the problems. We try to put it in a certain box and make it grow this way. But I tell you, if we give it to Him, He multiplies it a lot more than we can multiply it. He takes it and begins to fix it a lot faster than the way we can fix it. God's thought pattern is not our thought pattern. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to take His burden. He says, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Why would we as humans carry the the, the burden that we have on ourselves when we can say, Lord, here, you, You take this. Here, You can have this burden. You can have this situation. And then all of a sudden, we begin to feel lighter and we can be able to walk better and we can be able to do what He wants us to do. He's capable and he's strong enough. A lot of times we don't think he can handle it. We're so wise. Well, This is not going right in my family, so I think I'll take care of it myself. No, he's able. It don't scare him. He's not scared. He's not scared of the dark. If there's darkness in your life, he'll walk into it and create light. If it's dead, he'll walk in there and raise it up. He's not a scared God. He's not afraid of anything that you've done or you've caused. He says no matter what you've done... you cannot do because He's God He's not going to leave us He's not going to strand us He's not going to leave us, as we call, in the middle of hell. If you're in hell, just don't stop. Keep going through it. I tell you tonight, believing God, that He is capable of doing the exceedingly above all that is possible and understanding that not one need passes in front of Him that He doesn't take care of. We find in the Bible that every need that He, that he that come across, He took care of it. No matter what it was. And there was a man, there was a little boy. He said, hey, I don't have much, but I've got five loaves and two fishes. He believed and he had faith in God. Hey, this ain't much, but I know if I give what I have, I'll get a lot more than what I need. And he said, I'm just going to give these four loaves or these two fishes and four loaves. And then he began to see the miracle happen. A lot of times God wants us to give what we have. He wants us to give what we have and we try to hold it back and say, no, it's mine. I don't want to give it to you. But if we can let it go and give what he wants us to have, give it to him, he will multiply and feed five thousands. That little bitty five loaves and two fishes, it would never do it. I couldn't make it and multiply. There's no way. But when I put it in the master's hands and he begins to break it and he begins to mold it and when he gets your life and he puts it in your hands and you say, God, here I am. Do with what you want to with me. He begins to mold it and begins to take it and pull this out of it and put this in there. And then the devil comes along and tries to pick, take it out of you. But I hear today and this day and this hour, we need to stand up and look at Satan in the face and Satan say, hey, I, you're not going to do it in my home. You're not going to do it in my life. Whatever's going on in my home and in my kids, I'm going to fight for this because I know I can't handle it, but my God can. Can we give him a hand clap of praise right now? If we give a little, we'll receive a lot. It's not the way in this, in this day we live in. I'm not that old, but I remember when McDonald's come out with 67-cent hamburgers. I went to the drive-thru and ordered 50 of them. <laughs> Me and my best friend, which is my brother-in-law now, we said, let's go freak them out. And we pulled up and I said, I want 50 hamburgers. They said, you want cheese? I said, no, I have that at home. I need 50 hamburgers. (laughs) This day and time, you can't get that for this price. Now, uh, some cheeseburgers cost $7. Some things cost more than what it's worth. We all know with what we go and buy, vehicles and things, it deteriorates and things begin to fall apart. And you say, Lord, I don't understand. But We we try to build these things ourselves and make and put the things, as pastor begin to say, we try to put the pieces where we think they should go. We try to place those placements where we think they should go. And God said, listen, my multiplication is a lot better than yours. One puts... What, a thousand to flight? And two, what, ten thousand? Well, that's different multiplication than I learned. Why? Because He's God. He is the creator of all. He can do whatever He wants to do. And we need to allow our faith to increase and say, hey, I may be going through it right now. It may be looking dark right now. But I tell you, He can walk in and everything be alright. We limit God sometimes, and that's the reason we don't receive what we need. Because we put Him in a little box and say, hey, the problem's too big and you're never going to be able to handle this because you're God and I know you you created the heavens and the earth, but my problem's way too big. My problem is is, is way out there. You, you, you just need to, you know, don't even pay no attention. And He's just standing there with His hands very politely saying, all you got to do is open your hands and give it to me. Number three... When we have a need and when we believe God, our spiritual eyes are open. When your spiritual eyes are open, you will be able to see things from God's point of view, the leprosy is not there. The darkness is not there. The storms is raging, but it's, it's, it's dissipating. The, the fear is not there no more. The anxiety is leaving. Why? Because I'm starting to see things in my spiritual eyes that God's showing me saying, hey God, here you can have this. And then all of a sudden my eyes begin to open and then the fear begins to leave and then the anxiety begins to leave and the help comes in and you feel strength come about your body and you say, hey, I think I I can make it one more day. I think I can go on and see what God's got for me. The fear is not as powerful when we believe God can handle it. I'll prove it to you. Sailors, men of the sea, back in the Bible days, it's not like it is today when you go on cruise ships and they have all these radars and systems that can tell the storm's coming from miles away. So they'll detour the storms. They'll say, there's a hurricane coming this way so we need to detour this way. Back in the day, in the Bible days, they didn't have technology as we did. So the sailors would have to study and they would have to go about the stars and they would have to educate themselves of when it would be best to set sail and when it would be best to say, hey, we need to go to this place, but we don't need to leave for a couple of days. Because winds the eight, that the winds of, of 75 to 100 miles an hour. And the boats that they used to have would rock them like a little piece of of wood in the wind. It would tear their ships apart if they ever got caught into it. Waves 15 to 20 foot high. And can you imagine a sailor? They had begun to put much thought into this from young ages. Their fathers would put this in and and they would tell them that you need to only sail in this time and only sail in these days. And, And something would get into their spirit and they would say, hey, I don't want to get caught in a storm in this boat. So that was the greatest fear of getting caught in a storm. And they find themselves, we find that that Peter is in the midst of the sea uh, in Matthew, and it says, and straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship and to go before Him to the other side while He sent the multitude away. And when He sent, the multitude away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. In verse twenty. 3, it says, and an evening was come and He was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed for the waves was contrary. The thing that they was found themselves into, each one of these disciples had been around the sea. They were fishermen, so they knew whether it was good to sail or whether it was good not to sail. And they didn't question. They got in the ship and began to go. And it must have been good weather because they would have said something. It must have been okay. and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and we're going to see you on the other side. And the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But Jesus straightway, Jesus spoke to them and said, be of good cheer, it's high, be not afraid. And then Peter, the crazy one, the one that jumps up and does crazy things and speaks out of turn and is, and is very boisterous. He said, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. On the water, Peter. That's something that you fear the most. Something that you see and it's the storm is raging. And it's something that you are, are fearful of because you know you're in the middle of a storm right now. And Jesus said, come. I'm here to tell you today that Peter seeing the faith of God he said hey I can have so much faith that I can take and step out of this boat onto the thing that I fear the most and I begin to walk on it. You need to get into your mind and you need to get into your spirit. The thing you fear the most you have the power to tread upon that thing. The thing that haunts you every day you have the power to walk on that fear every day. Why? Because my God is powerful. My God is in control of the thing that's under your feet you need to understand there's no devil in hell that can stop you tonight there's no devil in hell that can put something on you that God said no you need to have the faith and say devil I'm going to step out by faith and I'm going to walk on the thing I fear why? I don't know I just know that my God is in the control of the unseen can we magnify Him right now? I tell you, the devil fears the day that you wake up and you begin to speak to Him. He fears the day that you wake up and start believing Jesus at His Word. He fears the day that one day you can walk over and say, Brother George, you're never going to have a headache again. That's the fear of the devil. He's fearing that we get enough faith in our bodies that we can walk over to somebody and lay hands and they begin to be healed. We can pick up a brother and say, hey, if I can't see it myself, as Elijah's servant was blind, but he said, hey God, can I pull my brother aside and begin to pray for his sight? We don't need talk about our brother when he's going through it. We need to pull him aside and say, Lord I know he can't see it, but I'm going to tell you, open his eyes so he can see what's around the the, the mountaintops. Can we see what that is? Can we bind together as a church and say God, give them strength to see what they can't see? Lift your hands right now and ask the Lord to bless. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hale was mad when David walked down to the brook and began to pick up the stones. They was upset. Why? Because every victory that you have in your body, every victory that you have in your mind puts you one more faith in your pot, and saying, hey, I know that God can heal. I know he can heal. I had a appendicitis one day. My dad laid hands on me. The appendicitis was gone. I know he can heal. My grandmother was laying there. I was laying on the bed. I was laying on the couch. Holly's grandmother can see it. She was... I was laying there and couldn't hardly breathe with bronchitis so bad. Felt like somebody stabbing with needles. And her dad called me from an evangelistic field and said, God's fixing to walk into that room and heal you. And his her granny began to walk the floor and plead the blood and begin to touch. And I felt the angel of the Lord come in and touch me. And I began to breathe normal. You can't tell me that God can't heal. You can't tell me that God cannot save your soul because I felt it in my spirit. You need to understand each battle that you allow God to take from you and put it in a box and say, hey, I took care of that. That's a memorial. God healed me. God delivered my kids. God saved my sin. He saved my husband. We need to understand that every time we get to looking at the things that God has done, it gives us faith to push forward and say, God, I can't see it, but help my eyes to see what I can't see. Help me to see clearly the thing. John's on the Isle of Patmos and he begins to write about Jesus. And he sees the kingdoms. And he sees the pearly gates. And he begins to write about all the beauty of heaven. And he begins to write of what he sees in heaven. But the thing that blows my mind is when they took out John and put him on the island, they poked out his eyes. And the Bible says that I, saw John saw. How could he see? He saw with his spiritual eyes. He saw with the spiritual eyes. We need today in this time. We need a move of God in our homes. We need a move of God in our churches so we need to look at things in a spiritual way God let me see what needs to be said to my kids let me see what needs to be said to my family member I know you may not understand what's going on right now but I serve the God of the unseen somebody's about to get it Somebody's about to feel that strength and that power come upon them. And they're about to look down that dusty road and they're about to see their kid coming home. They're allowed to see their mom being saved and their dad being saved i tell you here just the other day there was a lady that was 90 something years old that was baptized in jesus name it's not too late i don't care how old they are if you continue to believe if you continue to say god i can see it with my spiritual eyes i know it's gonna happen i believe you jesus but we have to believe that he is able and he's not broken. My God, it's not broken. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Mm, the devil, right now, don't want you to believe that your family's coming back. He don't want you to believe that that sickness that you've been dealing with tonight's is fixing to go. But I believe if somebody can get a hold of some faith right now and begin to stand and lift their hands and say, God, I know you can heal. I know you're the deliverer. I tell you right now that God is ready to take that problem for you and give you the strength you need to move forward. We need to Be as Peter, the thing that he feared the most. He stepped out. We always talk about Peter falling. We always talk about Peter seeing the waves. But I don't see the other ones out of the boat. I don't see the other ones jumping out of the boat. And when preachers preach, they don't preach to the other ones about in the boat. They preach about Peter stepping out. You need to step out tonight. You need to believe that God has your problem and he's able to heal. He's able to control and he's able to make things out of nothing. How many believes that tonight? Can you stand with me right now? Begin to lift your hands. I want you to lift your hands right now and ask the Lord to touch. I want you to lift your hands right now and ask the Lord, God, I want you to help me faith, God. I want you to help the faith that I can't see this thing going through. I, I can't see it right now, Lord. I don't know the, the, the problems. I don't know the situation. I don't understand what's going on. But You're the God of the unseen. You're the God that's in control of the situation. I'm going to turn it over to You. I'm going to allow You to have it Right now, if you begin to cry out with your voice and begin to magnify Him and begin to praise Him and to lift Him up, He's coming to you right now. He's coming to you right now. He's going to take that problem from you and He's going to open your eyes so you can see what God's doing and what He wants to do. The children of Israel didn't understand why Joshua told them to march around the wall seven times. They couldn't see it. They didn't understand it. Why do you want me to continue to march around this wall? I don't want to do it. And sometimes we tell God, I don't want to do it, God. I don't want to surrender myself to You. But if You would do it, the problem would fall. Lift your hands right now and ask the Lord to touch. I know it's different from any Wednesday night, but if if you want to pray, you're welcome to come down, lift your hands, and ask the Lord to give you strength. You're welcome to come right now. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless, and have a great rest of your day.